Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. And welcome to another episode of My Millennial Property. My name is Emily Wallace and I'm joined, as always, by John. Hi, John. How are you going? Good, thanks, Emily. How are you? Not too bad at all. I'm very excited for today's topic because it's a bit of a juicy one. It's the secrets of the real estate industry and boy, have we got some goss for you. We have got some gossip and looking forward to sharing it. Most definitely. But before we get into the juicy goss, we must give a shout out to our dear friend, Sean Wellman from Wellman Finance. I'm still yet to have a coffee with him down here in Melbourne, yet we, we actually can't do coffees together. No. Not a thing yet. However, I know from experience of working with some of his clients already that Sean is an amazing mortgage broker. So if you are seeking finance for a property, if you already have a property and you need to refinance, look at some figures, definitely give a shout out uh, to Sean, give him a ring, send him an email in our show notes. We will have the link to Sean so you can contact him. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he is a genius. Uh, I know that from firsthand and he's, uh, well, we're very thankful that he supports the show. Most definitely. So, the juicy goss, the juicy secrets of the real estate industry. People, listeners are probably wondering, what secrets do you have for us here? And I think between the two of us, we've both seen plenty to know that there's a lot that goes on in the industry that the general consumer might not know about in the form of kickbacks that some people are offered, in the form of potentially things that maybe aren't the best by the client. And we want to make sure that our listeners are aware of these things to look out for when they're on their property journey. Absolutely. Property in general is not a registered financial product, so it doesn't really come under the banner um, of financial planning as such. So yeah, there is uh, there is the, the rogue out there that um, likes to take advantage of that. So we're going to have a chat about that, aren't we? Most definitely. I guess the reason this topic came about for myself and as we discussed it is recently I've I've received quite a few phone calls from other parties wanting to offer me some some money, which is very nice of them. It's really nice for people to offer me money. But it actually is in a way that doesn't morally align with, with my business. And I just wanted to maybe, if I could start with a little story, just to give an insight as to what this looks like so that our listeners can understand the context. Is is that all right if I share? Yeah, please do. (laughs) Far away. (laughs) I got a phone call from someone who found me on LinkedIn and um, they will remain nameless, but they, they were located in Brisbane and they said, Emily, we've been following your stuff. We know you're a buyer's advocate and you probably sometimes have clients who want to buy in Brisbane. And I said, yes, that's probably the case sometimes. And he said, well... I would love to offer you a profit share program as one of our corporate partners. Wow. That sounds uh, lucrative. Very lucrative. And I said, well, that's interesting. Are you a buyer's advocate? 
He said, well, actually, we work with a number of builders who build off the plan properties and we help the client pick the best property for them based on the builders that we have available to us. And I said, so you're not independent. You're you're actually, you're only aligned to certain builders who offer you certain kickbacks because the buyer doesn't actually, when you engage an advocate, the buyer pays the advocate. Yep. Um, this wasn't the case. The person who called me was getting kickbacks from the builders and he wanted me to profit share with him. It was a few thousand dollars per transaction made. Yeah. And I said, do you know what? That, that actually really doesn't morally align with me because whoever I send to you only gets a pick of the builders that you have available to you and they don't build in all locations. They might not be the best property for the client and me profiting off the back of that isn't really morally correct if it's not the right choice for the client. And that's just one example of many cases where in the industry you do get offered kickbacks. Yeah. And I don't think the general population are aware of that maybe. No, and I think generally speaking it, it happens in – Every industry. I, um, I've got a, a really good friend who's a commercial um, carpet layer, right? And and he has a really sizable business in, in Adelaide. And uh, he openly said to me, look, they get together on a regular basis and say, well, okay, if, if you stay away from this job, we'll go and get win this job You and, and you can win the next job sort of thing. So they're all putting in different quotes together. And uh, I, I, I'm just shaking my head, thinking, well, like, how does this, um, how does this happen? Like, no one really knows about it at the end of the day, but the consumer at the end is the, is the one um, that probably suffers from it the most. So, yeah, it's it's quite common in most industries. So, I suppose what we want to do today is just uh, educate the listeners to be asking the right questions and and just um, not not to be a, a total cynic, but just to simply ask questions and get to know um, the product and the people so that you can make an informed decision when you're, you're moving forward. Most definitely. I think that's key is to, you don't know what you don't know. And if you're not sure the right questions to be asking when you're looking to make a transaction, and there's many different um, points of the transaction this may occur, I think it's really important. I think first and foremost, obviously, that example I just gave before is a real common one where someone might be appearing to be a like a buyer consultant almost in a way, particularly in the off the plan space. If you're not paying for the for the service they're getting they've got to get paid somewhere along the line Mm. and um, I think that might be a common one for some of our listeners that they're dealing with these buyer consultants or marketing consultants who are helping them select a property Um, just just bear in mind where they are getting paid and, and what your options may be limited to if you're only dealing with that person who's not exactly independent yeah Absolutely. What do they say? If you, if you don't pay for the product, you are the product. Um, yes. The social dilemma, I think I quoted uh, that off. Yes, I watched <laughs> that the other day actually myself. That quote's been rolling around on Instagram hard recently. Has it? Yeah, there <laughs> yep. you go. Yeah, so like yourself, we, we get approached by, by many different specialists, whether they be accountants, conveyances, solicitors, mortgage brokers, uh, property advisors, real estate agents, call them what you, what you are out there. But, um, and I, I think the key question is, how does that align with your particular business and how is that going to benefit my client, right? So it's a commercial world. Um, you get paid for the work that you, that you do. Um, and we do have commercial arrangements with um, different specialists. And, but the, the key is, 
are they going to be the best fit for your client? And if they're not, and if um, and if there's not the integrity there in which to make that decision with, um, then we need to walk away. Most definitely. I think that's really important what you said about is it the best fit for the client? Is it the right choice for the client? Because at the end of the day, that's, you know, you and I, people in the service-based industry, we're here to serve people and to help them along the way. And I think that that's really important when making business decisions that it is the right fit for the client. And if not, be prepared to walk away from it. Yeah. And and the other end of the spectrum, I suppose, that I've experienced also is a uh, what people call a one-stop shop. So, I, I go into the, I'm no disrespect to mortgage brokers, but I'm just going to use them as an example. I go into the mortgage broker and we've got an accountant there, we've got a financial planner there, we've got a real estate agent there or a buyer's agent there. And and basically the client can walk in and not need to go elsewhere for any of the services to get everything that they need completed. All right Now, from the outset, that sounds quite attractive. Um, it's all sorted for me. I've, I've go to the next office to get what I need there, whether it be my contracts looked at or my, my loan sorted, etc. But the key question we've got to ask is, is each individual specialist in that field going to be the best for me? Um, it sounds great and it sounds convenient, but still ask that question of, is this specialist independently going to be the best option? Most definitely, because it does sound convenient to have something all under the one roof and be able to walk in the door and be serviced by all those professionals quite easily and have easy access to them. But it certainly comes down to the best fit for your personal circumstances. And our listeners, you know, we've got a broad listenership. So everyone's uh, personal circumstances are very, very different. And an accountant that might suit one might be the totally wrong sort for the other and mm. broker, agent, buyer's agent, all the rest of it. There's lots of different complexities within that. Yeah, totally. And and look, no one's perfect. Um, and I'm sure if you jump on uh, the internet to assess anyone, they, they're not going to be 100% squeaky clean. But it, the main thing is that you've, you, you get a good feel, you, you've asked your right questions and you're getting uh, what you need from that person as the specialist. 100%. So uh, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back from our break, we're going to tell you what questions you should be asking to ensure that you are getting the best fit for your circumstances when it comes to your property journey. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. So the questions that our listeners should be asking along the way to ensure that they're getting the right advice, access to the right people. First and foremost, I think a a general question is to certainly don't be afraid to be upfront when you're asking if someone is, you know, offering a service because it is the best fit for them or you know, are they aligned to them commercially? It actually doesn't really hurt to, to ask that. Some businesses will actually disclose it. Um, as they should. But if you sense it, don't be afraid to ask the question, you know, is there any commercial arrangement in you sending me to this particular person? I wouldn't be afraid to ask that. No. And I think that's the key. You mentioned there some businesses. I think 
generally they should be telling you that even before you're thinking it or, or not thinking it um, so that, yeah, there's full transparency from the, from the start. So, yeah, definitely asking that question to make sure that we're on the same page right from the beginning. Yeah, 100%. I think the other thing to look out for is if it is a third-party provider that you're being recommended, let's just say, for example, you've inspected a property with a real estate agent and uh, the contract needs to be reviewed and they say, I know a great conveyancer who can get that done for you within 24 hours. I would personally look for someone who has more than one recommendation sometimes on certain services. In fact, in some industries, you actually have to give more than one recommendation so that you're not shown to be aligned to any particular um, company. But to me, that would be a bit of a red flag if someone's like, this is the person you should go to and only this person, if they're so adamant on it, particularly real estate agents and conveyancing relationships. I'm not sure if you come across that yourself. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. And that's a really good tip is to is to ask for a couple. I think that just sorts the men from the mice, should I say. That's an old saying. I know it's more <laughs> gender specific these days. but uh, and, and again, with that one-stop shop reference that I gave before, that's where that will basically occur one it is just like this is the mortgage broker we use and there's no nothing else more entered into so yeah that's a fantastic tip to say well what it, what are the two brokers that you would recommend or two conveyances um, and then they should have them up their sleeve then I think off the back of that, don't be afraid to, if it's a bit more of an involved service, like it's something that you're going to have a relationship with someone for a while, for example, a broker or an accountant, I'd probably ask to, I mean, a lot of people do have reviews on Facebook and and Google My Business these days, but if it's going to be something that you're heavily investing some time and money into, don't be afraid to ask to speak to one of their previous clients. If they're, you know, really genuine and similar to you, they won't be afraid to to let you know about it and put you in contact. Yeah. In our um, online academy, I, I talk about one of the chapters is or modules is how to find your team of people. And, and we talk about that individually depending on what role they're playing as to what specialty, um, I suppose, outcomes you need for them. Because like you know yourself, when, you, when you're going to apply – when you're going to have someone look over your contract, for example, when you're buying a property, you're not going to be spending a whole bunch of time with them. It might be a week or two and then they're done and then you might not see them again ever, right? Whereas an accountant, totally different conversation. If you if you can't relate with them, if you can't understand them, if you if they don't get your vibe, if they can't relate to your personality or, or your um, age or demographic, whatever it is, then that long-term relationship might not be as uh, fruitful. Most definitely. And just a little side note on that, um, I actually watched some of your academy over the weekend. I'm not sure if you get notifications of what percentage people watch. I know um, some courses have that, but I actually, (laughs) uh, on Sunday, I sat myself up on on the couch and I watched a little bit. And um, for listeners who do want a deeper dive into things, I definitely would recommend it. Like honestly, even though I'm in the industry and I know a fair bit, you can always learn more. And I must say the simplicity of how you explain, particularly that A-team, getting your A-team sorted, Mm. people might not even know what they need in an A-team, let alone um, work out what questions they need to be asking, um, would highly recommend. And I'm pretty sure link is in the show notes, just saying. Go check it out, guys. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that organic plug, Emily. Um, organic plug. It actually, like, legitimately, I actually did sit up on Sunday and I did watch 
um, a fair few of few of the videos, and I thought they were really high quality. So nice bit of a plug there. Yeah, thank you. Well, the word simplicity and me we we relate pretty well. We're pretty pretty simple. Um, but <laughs> no, Most look at um, yeah. I think um, when we're looking at this. Whether it's choosing your A-team, whether it's choosing an individual to do a performance service for you, whether it's talking to a trusted advisor on who they recommend, the, the key is generally asking those questions. And it might be only two or three questions just to get a feel for it. If there's full transparency from the start, um, then we're good with that. Like when, when we offer um, our house and land uh, service through Envisage, like we're full transparency right through the from the start to the finish, knowing that yes, we will get um, paid by the builder that the client ultimately chooses. However, there'll be three, four, five different builders. Um, we'll be looking specifically at land. We'll be we'll be doing our utmost to get the best outcome for the client. But there's full transparency right from the beginning. Hundred percent. You're you're not disguising it as anything else, and I think that's that's the key, right? It's not trying to dress something up as what it's not, and I think that's where some people do go wrong. But if you're transparent from the start and you're really clear, and the client knows and the client mm. feels comfortable, then then that's fine. It's just some people in the industry aren't so clear, and that they call themselves things that they that they're not. And <laughs> they're I don't not. know why you do that. But. No. Do. Well, I, th- I think, uh, again, going back to the start, it's it's the regulation of it and mm. hopefully that will change over time. Um, it's I think there's a lot of activists maybe been trying to change that for the last 20-odd years um, and it hasn't really had too much success. But we're not trying to make the industry look terrible because it's not. It's a fantastic industry. Um, but we're probably just saying, buy beware, ask the right questions. It happens in any industry, um, just and especially for first-time buyers out there. It's probably more for you. It, ask the right questions, get a couple of alternatives, and and away you go. Hundred percent. So if you're listening to this and you are feeling a little bit unsure about anything, or you want to ask us questions, um, if you aren't already. And it baffles me how many people listen to the podcast, but they aren't part of the Facebook group. You've got to get into the Facebook group. I love that Facebook group and even I learn so much from it. But in all honesty, if there's something particular you want us to cover off on on the My Millennial Property podcast, obviously we sit under the umbrella of My Millennial Money, which is if you type that into the old Facebook, you'll find a group. There's quite a few thousand people in there now, like quite a few thousand. Jump on in with any questions you have and just tag tag us. We're both in there, Emily Wallace, John Pigeon, Mm. tag us and say, can you please cover this topic in your property podcast? Because we want to give the people what they want. We do. (laughs) That's right. I must say, Emily, you're probably more diligent on your Facebook responses than I am. But uh, any case, um, when you get three kids under your belt, you'll have the same delay (laughs) as I have. (laughs) I look forward to that very much. (laughs) Most definitely. So, is there anything else you want to add, actually? Is there anything else that we, you know, people need to be aware of? Look, I, I wrote down two words at the start of this episode and I think they need to continue to run th- run true. Uh, one is transparency and the second is integrity. What What's the business's integrity and, and what do they stand for and uh, how much transparency are they giving you free will without you having to ask? And I, I think that's uh, that's the key. If they're not telling you, then obviously you need to ask the question as well. Um, but yeah, 
ask, 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 and and just educate yourself to know that you've got the best person in your corner uh, for the service that you need. Um, sometimes, like buying a property, you, you, you might not be 100% sure, but you, you're into the 90s. You've, you've done enough research to, to say, yep, this is a good choice, away I go. Um, because sometimes if you don't, if the, the more research you do, the more confused you get. Yeah, that's definitely don't don't overkill on the research. Do enough to be confident and comfortable. Don't go too far deep into a dark hole. Otherwise, you mm. might never make a decision. No. But a good amount of research is uh, it will give you the confidence to make the right decision. Yeah, absolutely. So no, it's good. Well, I hope today people have taken away some value from being aware of what's what's in the industry. Be aware of what to look out for. Um, Please make sure that you ask us any questions in the Facebook group. We're here to help and we're definitely here to provide more episodes of what you want to hear about in property um, to add value to your day because we appreciate you listening to us. Absolutely, we do. Thank you for your support. We will see you next time. Well, we'll hear you next time. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you on the street. Catch you on the street. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Special thanks to Wellman Finance, our podcast partner. Sean Wellman and his team are available to coach you through your property journey, even if it's your first time. With expertise in investment and home loans, they're in your corner providing education and support as you take each step. For more info, check out wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. If you want to really turn up your property education and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first time buyers, whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor. This online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.